Hey Church Girl, welcome to Church Girl Gang, a podcast where we get to talk about life, living for Jesus, and everything in between, and how that affects us in the here and now. My name is Kinsey, and I'll be your host, and I can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. Welcome to a brand new episode of Church Girl Gang Podcast. Just a reminder, my name is Kinsey and I am your host. And I'm so excited for this episode because I have a very special guest joining me. It's my mom. Um, She's amazing. She is a uh, godly, wise woman woman, um, but I'll tell you more about her in just a second. Um, (laughs) But just as we are getting ready for this conversation, um, we are going to be focusing on really uh, Easter and the resurrection and our hope that is in Jesus. And so uh, I want to encourage you as we go into this Easter week where we're going to be celebrating all of this as a uh, Christian community, uh, I just want to remind you and encourage you to set your heart and your mind on Christ during this week and during this season. Uh, There is nothing like it. Don't miss the opportunity. And if you are uh, a part of a local church, be sure to attend church this Easter. Don't miss it. I know that with COVID and all the things that have been going on in the world, um, it can be really easy to steer away uh, from attending a service, uh, but don't miss it this Easter. It's going to be really important for you and your spiritual health wherever you are attending. Well, with that being said, uh, let's jump in to today's conversation. Okay, and here we are. We're going to jump into this conversation with my beautiful mother, Pam Phillips. Um, If you don't know her, first of all, she is um, just a a wise lady. Um, I call her my my, uh, Southern Belle mother uh, because to me, there is no one as a proper, a proper Southern lady as Pam Phillips. Uh, she's, she's incredible. She is a uh, pastor at the Connection Church, and she is also a teacher on the side at what we like to call Connection Academy. Um, and she's got some cute little students that she helps uh, tutor. But uh, she's fantastic. And uh, Mom, why don't you say hello to everyone? Hey, everybody. Uh, I guess you would call me the original church girl. Um, you know, anytime I talk about my life, I always just say I was born on a pew at the church. Uh, that's not really literally true, but I feel like it is uh, because I've just always been uh, really heavily involved in my local church. And so um, I'm excited, super excited to finally be a guest on the Church Girl Gang podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Also, if you're watching the uh, video version, where we put out our very first video podcast, um, and yes, the secret is out. We only have one mic, so 
So don't worry about that. Just enjoy. We're having fun. Um, <laughs> but mom, I'm so glad that you're here. And yes, uh, I do believe that's true. You're the OG church girl. And I feel really honored because you raised me in a similar way uh, growing up in the church pews. Uh, <laughs> specifically, we, we did have pews at our, our church when I was a kid. Um, what a great time. Do you have a uh, memory of your own uh, growing up in the church pews that you want to share? Well, there are there are a lot of good memories, uh, you know, sitting in the church pew of, you know, singing those familiar hymns. And as I learned to sing better, I would, you know, sing alto, sing harmony. And that was so fun. Uh, just just singing all those those church hymns growing up. Um but I can also remember some not so fun things from, you know, the church pew. Like, um, like I remember one time I must have just been cutting up so bad and my pastor noticed me and actually called me out in the middle of the service and, you know, said, what? hey, you need to stop talking. You need to put that away. You need to, you know, pay attention and listen. And then I remember quite a few times when maybe I wasn't behaving and my mom would be in the choir and I could tell she was getting really, really upset with me and she would um, take, start unzipping her choir robe and she no. would actually take off her choir robe and come out of the choir loft and sit next to me. Um, and oh yeah, you, you knew you had been a bad church girl that day. Uh, when your mom came out of the choir loft, so yeah. I was so okay. So um, we call my grandma. She has a great nickname. Her name we call her Bootsy. Um, but you don't mess with Bootsy. Like she she will throw down hard on you, and it's not a fun time. Uh, usually she's she's a sweet lady, but when she's not, she's not. So I I would be terrified when I saw that choir robe unzipping. That's so funny. Um, I remember just growing up in the church and just like running around, uh, running around the church building. Uh, I remember distinctly like the smell of the church because uh, it was, I, I mean, well, it was an older building um, and it always just smelled like a little musty and a little bit like someone needed to clean, but they did clean. It just smelled like it, it needed to be cleaned just a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. That, that Churches have a distinct smell, I think, and some of the churches that you've been in, you know, yeah. smaller, older churches yeah. that have that smell. Yeah. So. And I remember, tell me if this was, because sometimes I get confused, and I'll admit it. So sometimes, sometimes she just really lies. That's no, 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 no. Sometimes I just get confused. I'm like, was that a dream or was that real? So let's let's play a game. Was that a dream or was that real? Oh, um, I remember one time there were a bunch of bats in the oh, church. Was that a dream or was that? No, that's real. There were a bunch of bass, bats roosting uh, in the attic of the church. And um, they started making their presence known Um mostly in the hallways but then there was a time where they swooped in during a church service and your dad had to chase the bats out of the building <laughs> and then we eventually i think we had to get some serious pest control to get rid of the bats but yes there were bats in the church building yeah that's so funny and 
Um, so we're in the Austin area. Mm-hmm. Bats are kind of a thing around here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you grew up, though, in the Dallas area. No. This has nothing to do with anything, but w- were bats a thing no. around there? No. No, no. I never experienced any situation with with bats ever uh, growing up all, I don't know, 23 years in the Dallas area. No. No. That's so funny. Well, because like literally here, y'all, Keep Austin Weird is real, but, but uh, we'll literally, it's like a thing to go out and watch the bats at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under the Congress Street Under Bridge. Under the Congress Street Bridge. So anyway, we, we have a lot of bats, if you can imagine. Okay, uh, I want to ask you another fun question. Um, what is your favorite junk food? And I'm asking you this, by the way. I'm going to put this in a context because we've been eating really healthy around here. We're, we're doing really good, but, you know, I like to have the occasional cheat day. Um, anyway, what? The, so that was on my mind. What is your favorite junk food? Uh, I, yeah, I do enjoy, you know, like I just... I'm probably a sugaraholic if I'm, you know, being honest. And so anything sugary is my jam. Uh, I, I, I could eat cake morning, noon, and night, chocolate cake in specific. <laughs> um, I love M&Ms and popcorn. I, we'll call that junk food. Um, I don't know. Twizzlers. Twizzlers are a thing that I enjoy on occasion. So, Yeah. That's so good. Um, I like Takis. Those yeah. are my favorite. I'll, I'll eat Takis with everything. Um, okay, also, here's another question. Who do you love more, me or my sister Bethany? <laughs> um, well, would you be sad if I said Bethany? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, listen, I love you both so much, and you're both so unique, um, you know, a mom's love spreads far and wide, and um, I love you both fiercely with my whole heart. Oh, that's so sweet. What a what a good answer. What a politician's answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so we were talking about, <laughs> just a second ago, we were talking about junk food. We are talking about eating healthy. Sometimes you have to give things up in order to achieve other things. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I hear a lot is nothing is actually free, right? You're always trading one thing for another thing. Um, So today I thought um, maybe we'd talk about that kind of idea um, of sacrifice. Um, So uh, you've achieved a lot in your life, I feel like. You're a big achiever. Um, But nothing great or memorable or worthwhile is ever free. So what's the most difficult thing you've had to sacrifice in your life? (sighs) That is so tough. Um, because I just feel like everybody's, everybody in life has to sacrifice. I mean, you got to sacrifice something every day, you know, whether it's your, your time or your money or whatever. But, um, I think probably the, the biggest, you know, thing that I've had to sacrifice are some of my own personal dreams. You know, as a little little church girl, you grow up and, you know, you have dreams for your life about what you'll do or where you'll go or who you'll be or who you'll marry or what your life is going to look like. And, um, you know, it normally doesn't always turn out that way. And um, those personal dreams that you have had in your life, sometimes you have to 
sacrifice those things. Um, and sometimes you have to give up what is good for something that is great. Wow. Um, and at the moment, you don't know it's great. Um, you just know you're having to sacrifice. But um, I believe that God comes in and he uses those moments of sacrifice um, you know, in your life to give you even something greater than what you thought you could achieve on your own. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about um, the disciples um, and they all had dreams. They all had goals and aspirations. They had um, ambitions. They had families. Um, and um, then this guy named Jesus comes along and enters into their lives. And he says, hey, leave all of that stuff behind and, you know, follow me. And they abandoned all of their dreams, what they thought their life was going to look like to follow something that um, was really very unknown to them. And so they, they abandoned it all for the sake of God's call on their life. They didn't necessarily know what they were getting into, but, um, but they definitely um, lived out some sacrificial living. Yeah. Wow. I never even thought of it that way, but that's so good. Um, yeah. And just speaking like in a biblical context, um, I'm, I started thinking about Job, you mm. know, he had to sacrifice a lot, wow. a lot, a lot. For sure. Um, and I think the beautiful thing about his story is that in the end, he actually receives twice as much mm. as he yeah. lost. And so just thinking about sacrifice, you know, it's never in God's kingdom. Sacrifice is never in vain. Like God uh, doesn't want you to be deprived. He doesn't want you to feel deprived. Um, he wants to give blessings to you, blessings, blessings, blessings. And so um, so sacrifice doesn't have to be a scary thing, I right. think is what I'm saying. Sure. Um, God can use it and God can uh, um, give you more than what you've sacrificed sure. back. Um, always his prerogative, but. Sure. That's something he can do. Um, so tell me, what makes sacrifice a difficult thing? Why is sacrifice hard? Well, I mean, the, the, the very word sacrifice, you know, implies that it's going to be something difficult because it means that you're going to have to be giving something up. You're going to have to be giving up or you're going to have to be giving in mm -hmm. to a plan that you never saw coming. Um, because if it was your plan, then you wouldn't be sacrificing anything, you know? Uh, it's something that, that comes along outside of the realm of what you thought would happen. Um, and it also means trusting in something else besides yourself, right? Sacrifice mm -hmm. means that you've got to trust in something else besides yourself. It means you've got to trust in uh, outside forces, uh, you've got to trust that certain things are going to fall into place at a certain time. Or if you're a Christ follower, like us, if you're church girls, then that means that you're, you've got to place your trust in God and believe that whatever you're sacrificing and you're laying at his feet, he's going to take and use and he's going to step in in those moments of sacrifice. And so so it can be hard and it can be risky. Um, and it's for sure challenging. Um yeah. Yeah. 
what do you think makes sacrifice worthwhile? Um, because we talked about, obviously, that it's hard. So why would we even do it? What makes it worthwhile? Well, I, I think that sacrifice, um, the ultimate thing would be that if your sacrifice paid off, right? Uh, if, if there was a successful outcome to your sacrifice. I mean, that would be the ultimate thing that would make it worthwhile is, is you've, you've sacrificed something important or special to you. And in the end, man, you got the big payoff. You got the thing that you really hoped would happen if you sacrificed a certain thing or in a certain area. Um, but that's not always the case, right? Um, mm. Not every sacrifice leads to success in, in your lifetime. Like, you know, sometimes our sacrifice won't pay off for generations. You know, we may sacrifice something now uh, to make a difference for a future generation or our children or our grandchildren or um, some other people who, uh, who may be following us uh, as, as we're leaders, as church girl leaders, right? Um, and so we really have to have an even if attitude. And by that, I mean, you know, even if things don't work out the way we want, God is still good. Even wow. if we don't get that success, even if we don't get the payoff, even if the sacrifice uh, doesn't, you know, uh, the thing that we hoped would come out of the sacrifice doesn't come to fr fruition, even if God is still good and he's still use, going to use all of that in our life for uh, our good and his glory, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so for instance, I've got a for instance. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. great. All right. So like back in 2004, we're going to take it way back. Okay. 2004, um, God asked your dad and I, um, Mackenzie's dad is a pastor, and uh, God asked us to do something um, that was way out of our comfort zone. Um, your dad was about to finish up his doctoral work. Okay. And he had been doing... Um, postgraduate school for 13 years like it was so long <laughs> and I felt like you know he had just been in school forever doing his bachelor's and his master's and his doctorate and we were just um, living on love and not much more mm -hmm. you know um, I couldn't always afford to buy the things um, even for you you girls that I wanted to um, you know, going to the dollar store was a real privilege for us, and we thought it was, you know, amazing. Um, and um, when we went to the grocery store, we weren't going to buy steaks. You know, I mean, there was a lot of sacrifice that was happening during all of these years um, so that we could pay for school and um, afford to do all of those things. And so... Um, so I was excited that he was about to finish up this doctoral work because um, that, in my brain, that meant 
that a ton of the sacrifice was now going to be uh-huh. over, right? Yeah. yeah. That I was going to get back some of the time uh-huh. that he, that I was sacrificing with him and some of the time he was sacrificing with the whole family because he was pouring into his schoolwork. Uh-huh. He was also doing full-time ministry. He was pastoring a church. And so we, we were going to get some back get back some of that time but also um in my brain I thought okay this is our moment we're finally gonna make a little bit of money and we're gonna be able to you know maybe go on a vacation or um do some fun things that we haven't been able to do or you know uh and actually enjoy going to the grocery store because we can afford some of those things and so i just knew that the in this moment all of that sacrifice was going to pay off because we were going to get a better job right yeah yeah well it's funny because <laughs> because uh right as that was all closing up and he was finishing up god began to speak to his heart about starting a church right? Starting a church, uh, a church with no people, yeah, which would mean lots of big, more big sacrifice, sacrifice in the area of time, sacrifice in the area of treasure, sacrifice in the area of, you know, your, your talents being used up. Um, and I felt like I, you know, that I here here I was again God was calling me back into more sacrifice you know and it almost felt like you know a a punch in the gut because um because I thought my moment of sacrifice you know was coming to a close um but I think God just has used that cycle in my life of continual sacrifice uh to bring me closer to him to bring draw me into trusting him more and more and so we're we're not talking about you know okay I did my 13 years of sacrifice we're talking about you know here we are now 16 more years almost 17 more years Mm -hmm. into uh, after we started the connection church Uh, and so we're talking about 30 years now of sacrifice you know that God has been calling me too and our family too repeatedly day mm-hmm. after day. So I was along with you for a lot of that uh, season of sacrifice and of uh, building church and it's definitely been a wild ride. Uh, one thing that uh, encourages me and also um, just someone that I think is a, obviously a great example of sacrifice is Jesus himself mm. yeah. um, and the sacrifice that he made especially uh, at this time of year we yeah. think about him being the ultimate sacrifice um, and giving up his life for us. Uh, but one thing that encourages me, because I'm not always great at sacrifice, sometimes I struggle with it, um, you know, struggling against my wants uh, and also maybe what God is calling me to do, um, is this story um, about Jesus in the garden where we actually see him struggle with the same thing, uh, where he knows God is calling him to give up his life, um, but he's battling against that um, and trying to figure out uh, how to how to navigate this moment where he feels, um, to, just to use the churchy word, but his flesh, you know, pulling him um, towards um, running away from God's call. Um, and so uh, let me read this. This starts in Matthew 
26, verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. You know, um, after this, obviously, he is uh, betrayed. He is beaten. Uh, he's crucified. Um, and ultimately, there is victory in this story. There's victory through his sacrifice because he rises again and he conquers sin and death and all the things. But I think, um, you know, looking at that in that moment, um, he's not just battling against death, against knowing that he's going to die, but he also knows that one, he's going to be betrayed. He's going to face some um, emotional pain, probably of the worst kind. Um, and then he's also uh, going to be tortured, um, which I think is just a different level than (laughs) just dying, um, but being tortured and experiencing physical pain. Um, And through all of that, uh, he doesn't give up. He doesn't turn his back on sacrifice um, because he knows that God is calling him towards that. Um, That really encourages me that at least uh, Jesus kind of had this battle going on uh, because I know that um, sometimes I have a battle going on with sacrifice as well. Um, I don't, what are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, as I'm hearing that story and, and I'm thinking, okay, we, we are, uh, we're in, we're at the beginning of Holy Week, right? Uh, we're, we're at Monday of Holy Week. We just, we just had, um, we just had a great Sunday, uh, beginning Easter week off, Palm Sunday, Palm yeah. Sunday, and and you know Jesus was coming in in victory, and he was having a victorious moment. Uh, but here we are, we're entering Holy Week, uh, you and I physically this week, and I'm thinking about that that sacrifice that he made, you know, like, I'm really, I really want to be intentional to focus on that this week, because uh, had that sacrifice not happened on so many levels, uh, you and I would not be living the lives that we have today. And we would not be assured of eternal life. And we would not be experiencing God's favor and blessing uh, while we're on the earth. I mean, it, 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 
it changed everything for you and I uh, as Christ followers, as people who follow Jesus. And so it's it's monumental. But but I'm also thinking about in this story when 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 Jesus is grappling with with all that he knows is before him. I mean, he's he's grappling with personal betrayal from his friends. He's mm-hmm. he's grappling with um, the fact that he knows uh, the kind of pain and suffering that he's about to endure. He's grappling with the sense and the idea that he's going to hurt his 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 mother is going to be hurting. The wow. people he loves wow. are going to be in pain. And I believe Jesus cares about every little hurt that we have. And so in that moment, he was grappling with even those small details. But but he, he goes over <laughs> to, to check on his friends, you know, his, his BFFs, his homeboys, and they are asleep. Yeah, and he, wow. he begins to get frustrated in that moment with mm-hmm. them to say, <laughs> I know, I know that they don't know what I'm about to go through. But can they not just sacrifice a little bit of sleep and stay here and pray? Uh, Can they not just give up something small in light of what I'm about to have to give up? And so um, I think... I, th- I think about that as we enter this this Holy Week moment. That that really strikes me. Yeah. Well, so just thinking about Jesus and the sacrifice that he made, um, it encourages me and challenges me to also make sacrifices. I think, um, you know, everything Jesus did, uh, we want to emulate. He was an example for us. Um, and, of course, after this, we uh, see that he... He dies, he's resurrected, he spends some time with his disciples, and then he tells them, go out into all the world, make disciples of all nations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that calling is for you and for me as well. It's for all people who say that they want to follow after Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, But that uh, requires some sacrifice, sacrifice. yes. And uh, obviously Jesus was an example of this, but even after that, the disciples, we know, were an example of this, where um, almost all of them gave up their lives right. for Christ. Um, and so, um, you know, another thing I, I think about is that I, I want to sacrifice. Um, I try to do that. I know uh, of a lot of Christians who probably, um, they they say that they want to follow after Jesus, but they are not, um, they're not usually sacrificing things. Um, they live pretty comfortable lives. Um, and we can all do this at times. Um, but I think I would like for us to be challenged today as we're listening to this, to take a personal inventory. Um, and just, just think, take a minute, think about your life. Uh, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel very comfortable? If so, maybe there are some things that you need to be sacrificing because the fact is, uh, if we're following after Jesus every day, no matter what your job actually is, every day you are on mission to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be your number one priority. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to require some sacrifice. Um, how can we get better at sacrificing just as everyone is taking their personal inventory right now? Well, I mean, sacrificial living is not normal. It's not natural. Right. It's not a natural thing, you know. Like we don't come out of the womb, you know, being a sacrificial, selfless 
people. Um, as a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. We come out of the womb even as babies, and lots of times uh, a baby's first word is mine. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. trying to stake, stake their claim on, on something that they feel like uh, they uh, should have or belongs to them um, so that um, so that they, you know, they have that feeling of, of uh, goodness and self-worth. You know, it, we try to fill up our lives with stuff uh, to make ourselves feel better. So, so living a sacrificial life is not easy and it's not natural and it's not normal. Um, we can get better at it though, right? Um, that, whole, that whole idea of practice makes perfect. Um, the more we do it, the better we get at it and the easier it comes to us and almost uh, instinctually we begin to you know uh, give up our rights um but okay so i know that the the enneagram like that's an important thing to you and you you, (laughs) you've talked about it from time to time uh here on church girl gang podcast and um and since you discovered it it's really helped you you know in your in your 20s kind of figure out who you are yep. and where you fit into the world. Sure. And so, so, um, Mackenzie is an Enneagram seven and I am an Enneagram two. Okay. Uh, my, yes. my description is a uh, helper. Yes. Um, sevens love twos because, because we need help. Because, <laughs> and, and because we make your dreams come true. Uh, so, um, Yes. So we fit together perfectly as long as we're operating in our healthy states of sevenness and twoness. But okay, uh, so I'm a two. I'm a helper. I'm a doer. And so um, that is just how I'm hardwired. Like I just really do look for instances where I can help, where I can do something for someone. Now, when I'm an unhealthy two, it's because I want you to fill a need in my life that mm. I have to be recognized mm. for whatever sacrifice I'm making on your behalf. Mm. When I'm in a healthy state of tuness, I'm doing that because it really does bring you pleasure and it and it brings me pleasure and mm. it's how God created me to be. I'm not looking for anything extra out of it. And so um so sacrificing is not that difficult for me. It's just kind of how I'm hardwired to be a doer, a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not true for everybody, uh, especially if you are an Enneagram 7. Uh, that That is not always easy for you. Is that right? You want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would say as a seven, um, it can be really easy for me to um, just kind of have my mind set on things. Uh, and it's hard for me to let go of those things, you know. Uh, I can get a little stubborn, I think, about my ideas. And uh, the thing that I have to remember, especially in the moment, it's hard for me uh, to give up. Like if, if I'm having a difficult moment, if I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing, that's really difficult for me. Um, so the thing I have to remember is what is my end goal? Um, what am I trying to achieve? And that helps me to be better at sacrificing, uh, to be better at uh, going through 
difficult moments yeah um because the moment is a big thing for me yeah 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 and you do not uh like uh difficulty you don't want to experience anything that does not seem fun or adventurous right and sacrifice is on the flip side of uh where a seven lives and so um but i would say that as uh you as I've watched you mature and grow and just become an amazing church girl and Jesus follower, that it's becoming easier for you to yeah. sat, to lay down your what you feel like are your rights uh, for the sake of the calling that God has on your life. And so um, I just want to affirm that oh, in your you. in your life that I just see you. I've just seen you grow, you know, in that area over the last few years. It's, it's been awesome to, to watch. But okay, so you can get better at sacrificing. Mackenzie's, Mackenzie's been doing that. And I think one, one way that, that she's done that is by uh, practicing intentional moments of sacrifice. Yeah. Okay, like, like um, giving up things intentionally for a period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, some people uh, recently have been um, going through a season of Lent, mm-hmm. right? And, and where they're, they're giving something up uh, for Lent so that they can uh, better identify with Jesus' sacrifice uh, for us. Uh, and so, so be, being intentional about giving something up, that helps you practice. Now, you don't have to give it up forever unless it's something that's causing you, you know, to sin and, and it has a, a death grip on your life. And then you just, yeah, you do want to lay that thing down. You want to you sacrifice it up. You want to lay it down at the foot of the cross and you want to be done with that. But sometimes we just need to lay it down for a moment because it, it, it's got a little hold on our life that we need to release. So, so for instance, you know, I told you that I, I really enjoy sugar. <laughs> and once I start eating sugar, uh, it can snowball into you know, like a, a week-long craving for sugar, and I could I could literally eat chocolate cake for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but if I want to be successful in my health journey, my weight loss journey, then I know I have to lay that aside mm-hmm. for a season, like totally give it up so that it does not have a grip on my life. And then you know, as I have a better hold on 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 what path I really need to walk down, uh, then I can start to introduce that little by little back into my life so that it doesn't have a death grip on me. Um, So I'm also, as we learn to get better at sacrifice, I'm reminding myself of Jesus' sacrifice for us. And, you know, Mackenzie talked about that. But um, I, I just have to say to myself, when I feel like I'm having to sacrifice so much and I'm having to give up so much of what I want and my time and my stuff and my family. When I'm having to give up the things that are important to me, I just have to remind myself that Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice and if he can do that then we can sacrifice in these superficial silly things uh in our life um you know jesus jesus did it all he's not asking us usually to give up our lives 
uh, literally the way he did. He's just asking that we we put aside those silly things that are keeping mm-hmm. us from being who he wants us to be. Hey, I, I love I love the book of Philippians in, yeah, in the do. Bible. It's like my go-to. And, um, and so Philippians 2, I thought of this instantly, Philippians 2, 1 through 4. And I want to read it to you in the message version, okay? Um, it's okay to read the message version. Uh, you know, don't let it be the only version that you hear, but it's good to, to, to hear it sometimes. So here's what it says. It says, um, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside there it is, sacrifice, and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And I guess that speaks to me and my tunis, uh, but I think it's a good word for all of us as we're talking about sacrifice today. All right. Well, that was a fantastic conversation. And as on every Church Girl Gang podcast, um, we have a tradition of sharing what I like to call something fun. And so something fun is just something that we can celebrate with you. And if you would like to have your own something fun featured on this podcast, be sure to uh, drop it on our Church Girl Gang Facebook page or our Instagram. Yes, we are on Instagram now. I don't know why it took us so long, Um, but drop it there. Um, But uh, let's hear your something fun. What can we celebrate with you? Well, um, get out your party hats and everybody get your confetti ready because um, we, Mackenzie's uh, mom and dad, have been literally been paying tuition uh, every month for the last 16 years for some girls' education. We, we have two girls, uh, Mackenzie <laughs> and her sister. And I literally, a, a week ago, paid my very last tuition payment Woo! ever. And I'm so excited. I'm feeling like that sacrifice that I've made all these years is pay, going to be paying off really so soon. Good. Yes. Can I go get my master's now? Or uh, I'm just kidding. You, if God leads you and provides for it, yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And we're so glad to celebrate with you. It's an exciting thing. And um, now you can do some maybe some fun things with, with your extra money, huh? Um, that's really, really great. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. It was really fantastic, and I hope you feel encouraged, and I hope you also feel challenged to go out and sacrifice, live for Jesus big, big, big this week. Um, just a reminder, we want to encourage you to uh, subscribe to this podcast if you're on YouTube or if you are um, listening on a uh listening platform, podcasting platform, be sure to subscribe, uh, leave five stars, leave a review. That's going to help us get um, 
church girl gang into more people's ears, uh, not because we just want to grow. I mean, that would be fun, um, but because we think that this is going to be a really encouraging thing for a lot of girls. So be sure to subscribe. But we love you and we will talk to you soon. Have a great week, church girl.